This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. And this is Mike White, and you can find me at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic via genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com, more of our podcasts at obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And finally, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. Uh, so yeah, so this episode is a bonus episode after our year in review episode. Uh, if we picked up any new listeners from the 2018 review episode, welcome. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that episode that we've totally recorded already. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, Mike, how's it going, bud? It's going well. Doing all right nice. here on a, on a Saturday night. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, here in Indianapolis, it's almost 10 p.m. Uh, Saturday night. So, oh man, I'm keeping you up. I apologize. Oh no, you're fine. I've got, I've got nothing going. I've, I've literally had a, uh, a surprisingly lazy day. <laughs> um, Sounds like I did some delightful. Oh, it was great. Like I was sitting on the couch watching, uh, just watching TV, and like I had my cat just like laying in my lap pretty much all day. Um, so it was, it was, it was, <laughs> nice. was good. It was nice. Pretty simple. Um, yeah, but. Uh, but today we are giving a bonus episode. Um, basically, uh, we're reviewing Escape Room, uh, which recently came out. It was the first the first movie that I saw, the first 2019 release movie that I saw. And uh, Mike, you watched it for your 400th movie night. Yes. Can we talk yeah. about that for a second? <laughs> sure, I'd love to. I feel yeah. like I've talked about it a lot. So if you you're have, a long time but... listener, I'll try. I'll try yeah. not to harp on it too much. Yeah. But, uh, but it is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's super awesome. So uh, eight and a quarter years ago, or whatever. Uh, my roommate at the time, Jake, and I, we went to go see Scott Pilgrim versus the World on a Thursday night. We're both teachers, uh, and we thought that it would be fun. We, like, watched the movie. The movie was great, and we, like, turned to each other, and we were like, man, we should do this every week on a Thursday. How cool would that be? And I, th- I feel like people say that a lot, like, let's do this every week and see how long we can take it, and then you kind of mm-hmm. drop off after so long um but we have done 400 movies we just hit 400 it it's a little it boggles the mind a little bit to think about that number that's insane 400 is like in theaters i don't know that i had seen 400 movies total my entire life up to that point Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's very right. When I was whatever that was, twenty four. Yeah. When we started. Yeah, that was. You said it was seven, eight years ago. It was eight years ago. Yeah. God, that's uh-huh. that's nuts. For some reason, I just didn't uh, like it. It predates the podcast. That's that's insane. It does. August, yeah. August, August or September? Shoot, I can't remember. I think August. Uh, it was August two thousand ten. Mm. Mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so that's insane. Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah. So I was 23? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but up to that point, you know, I, ha- I maybe watched, like, on a busy year, I probably watched 15 movies in theaters. Oh, interesting. Right? And, th- and now yeah. it's 60 plus every year. Because yeah. um, I still, you know, I see random movies. I see sure. with other friends. I see movies mm-hmm. with my wife. I see movies by myself. I see movies with you every now and then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have done 400. Now that is not, um, that's not necessarily 400 like, uh, uh, nights or days sure okay right because sometimes you double up sometimes we do double features uh especially kind of lately with amc we've Mm -hmm. done double features to try to we're trying to get our 10 year and 500 right on the same week Mm -hmm. and it's good it's going to take us a lot of work to do because our because our 10 year is in august and and obviously it's january so we got to do about 10 or 12 double features between right. now and the next two years, okay. which is possible, but we've yeah. got work to do. Okay. And we skip, uh, like the week of Christmas, we mm. skip the week of Thanksgiving. We skip. And this is, so I don't count these as misses because we've, uh, we, since the very beginning, we just officially mm. said, you know, the first couple of years, like I would go home for the, for right. the week. So I'd be gone christmas uh if there's like a vacation we skip that week and Mm. and one other but other than that there have only been two instances where we just said we just can't make it we're gonna have to postpone or whatever um the third week he actually said man i've got homecoming Mm. i really need to prepare for this so we did that and then the thursday after the cubs won the world series we were just too exhausted and we said so we just said no Let's, let's not go. But other than that, n- nothing like there was a time where it was Thursday night. I was headed to the movie and my wife calls and she's like, I'm dying right now. Uh, I feel like I have the flu and I'm pregnant. Will mm. you come home? I, I thought uh, you were going to say I'm in labor. And I'm in labor. Will you come <laughs> yeah. home? And I came home and then Jake and I like took the day off on Friday to go see a movie. Nice. Yeah. So. Uh. 400 movies. Sorry, that is not... We're not supposed to be reviewing Escape Room. Right. Uh, well, that's awesome. That's that's very awesome. And uh, I remember in one of the episodes this past year, you formally invited me and Tiny to 500. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll try to do that. Hopefully Absolutely. we can. I think Hopefully we're, we I think we're trying to get kind of a group together for 500. Nice. Obviously... We don't know what the movie will be. That's still, right. you know, almost two years away, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. I'm really excited for uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a peek behind the curtain. Obviously, we've mentioned that th- this is being recorded before we record our year in review episode. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that we'll talk about this when we record that on Monday. But um, we haven't, we've disclosed to each other what our top tens are, yeah. but. We haven't necessarily disclosed our stats, and uh, I'm just really excited to record that. Because you know your numbers are going to be bigger than mine. <laughs> oh, oh, Michael, yeah. yes. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm, ex- I'm excited because uh, just it's, it's the first year that we're 
that we're all in with Letterboxd. So, like, I'm anticipating us to go through, like, the Letterboxd stats page and all that. So it's going to be fun. But our listeners have already heard that episode. So, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) That episode? Um, You mean since July? Every episode when we talk about it? Oh, no, no, no. I mean the episode we're going to record. Oh, right. Since this comes after. But, uh, but yeah, also, yeah. Um, if you guys don't know what Letterboxd is... No, don't go there. They know. (laughs) They know. It was funny because, uh, Matt and Draco, one of our Patreon subscribers, and he's a a friend of ours, he, um, he commented on a Facebook post I had where he said something about, oh, it was A-list. That's what it was. Um... He mentioned, like, what's a... Oh, I posted on Facebook my A-list stats. And he's like, what's A-list? Is there anywhere that I can find where it's very Oh, detailed? I thought he was kidding, right? I I think so. Okay. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he had to have been. So, like I said, like, hey, yeah, listen to any episode of the podcast from 240 to 265. Right. <laughs> um. But, yeah. So, and I was like, for a second, I was like, wait, is he, is he joking? I'm like, no, he... Obviously, he listens to the podcast. Yeah, he, he, he knows. yeah. Um, but yeah, t- uh, Tiny officially has a list now. So um, love it. I'm, yep. So I'm I'm excited for that. So my goal. Well, I'll talk about that in the year and re episode. Anyway, <laughs> um, so escape room. Uh, I made this joke, and I again I apologize. Um, it's my current uh favorite movie of 2019. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it's also the yeah. worst, isn't it? Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and go into our review of Escape Room. I'm going to go ahead and read the plot description courtesy of IMDb once it loads here. Um, and Mike, I remember uh, when we were reviewing Spider-Verse that I had mentioned like I was ex- I was looking forward to the beginning of the year and kind of the doldrums of the theater going experience because a i wanted to just kind of cleanse my palate from all the 2018 movies i'd i'd kind of forced myself to watch at the end of the year yeah and also because of the possibility of hidden gems or movies that are passable to good that will eventually be forgotten um you know they haven't in recent years to me they haven't been that bad mm-hmm. um or well i guess i shouldn't say they haven't been that bad it's just that in january and february there are still like the lingering great end of the year movies yes for um, that you know at movie night we we go out mm-hmm. to see like you know i saw shape of water in right. the middle of january which used mm-hmm. to be obviously i mean it still is it's the dumping ground for bad movies but yeah. Uh, it used to be all there was, and for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I guess those Oscar movies are just kind of lingering a little bit longer. Well, I think a big part of that is also the fact that we live in Indiana, so like we like those are the, like when the nomina- nominations come out, that's when they get like a um, a wide release and kind of a push for the Oscar that's to ride true. that Oscar nomination. Some of the some of the smaller ones we might have missed mm-hmm. come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so Escape Room is not going to be nominated for any Oscars, but um, it is, according to IMDb, Escape Room is about uh, six strangers find themselves in circumstances beyond their control and must use their wits to survive. Uh, the movie stars Deborah, Deborah Ann Wool from uh, Daredevil and True Blood, uh, Taylor Russell, Tyler Labine, uh, Labine, Labine, sure. um, from Tucker and Dale versus... Uh, Evil, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, right. Yeah, 
Logan Miller, who he, uh, oh, he was in Love Simon. That's okay. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and some other people. Um, this movie, uh, Mike, how did you, f- what did you think about the movie going into it? Like, what was, cause I know well, that let you've me, seen the trailers. Let me, before I go into like my, the, the preemptive, like, what did I think going into it? I want to mm. say that you and I kind of texted each other right after we both saw this movie on Thursday. So day of mm. release. I saw a 645 show. What about you? Um, I saw, oh, what time? Oh, 7 p.m. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. So, um, Immediately after, I saw a couple people, uh, gonna name drop again, bloodydisgusting.com. I saw mm. them tweeting about how much they liked it. And maybe, admittedly, to ingratiate myself with them, I kind of like looked at the positives of it and was I able see. to spin it. Now, I am gonna talk about those positives because I do mm. think there's enough to like about this movie. Um, but when you kind of gave your review to me later and then again mm. on Letterboxd, I was like, I can't really disagree with anything you have to say about that. So, so let me kind of walk back some of my, um, like, I don't, I don't know that I gave you any negativity in my immediate review, and I feel like I should yeah. have. Well, yeah, but also it was the, also, okay, so it is, also your immediate reaction, so obviously you're not going to be very critical of it if, if you enjoyed it, but also, well, as it's been, yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, was, I'll tell you my immediate reaction. Yeah. <laughs> but also, there should be the caveat that you watch a ton of horror movies specifically, and like, yes. you have a lower, you have a higher threshold for lackluster horror thriller movies. Absolutely. So, yeah. A lower bar, um, mm-hmm. I guess, in terms of, uh, of entertainment for horror movies. Um, I also think, that I've kind of just been on this, this is sound weird to say, but like this positivity kick. Sure. Where, where like I, I'm, uh, like I don't even do a top 10 worst movies list right. anymore. I did, like I'd rather talk about, I'd rather A, talk about things I like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, celebrate the good than, you know, blow up the bad. Um, mm-hmm. but also I think it's so easy to, riff on a movie you didn't like I, th- I think it's more fun and more constructive to find the things you do like and find new ways to go into those mm-hmm. things if that makes sense right it's almost yeah, like i anticipated sense. people to not like this movie because admittedly there there's a lot wrong with this movie right um but i kind of wanted to say well what if we what if we look at the things we did enjoy which I, which i think mm-hmm. we'll talk about yeah, and that's interesting. That that kind of brings me to a little bit of a t- tangent. But uh, I saw a post on a subreddit that I that I subscribed to that was like it was it's a Letterboxd official their subreddit. Um, uh-huh. Someone posted and they got kind of downvoted, um, but they were like, "Does anyone have any recommendations for critics who uh, for reviewers on Letterboxd who aren't like professional critics and won't just shit on a movie?" Um, be, and it kind of came across like uh, I get why it was downloaded because yeah. it was just like one person was like, "Well, if if every movie's good, then no movie's good." Like it's but fuck that. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Right. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. What they're saying is like, if you're positive about every movie, then like it's where what? How does it stand out amongst 
Oh, I get. Uh, yeah. Can't you know. be? Can't you be varying degrees of positivity? And also, what does that mean? Like they're just gonna stop making good movies because people think all the bad ones are good? I, I just think that's v- extremely nihilistic and and unrealistic. Yeah, and I think that what the post was getting at was just that it was. Uh, they're tired of the negativity, like people like exactly yeah we're we're in the age of negativity Mm -hmm. but like there's there's a difference between being negative on something versus being critical of its faults absolutely so yeah i think that's that's and that's what i'm going to try to do here and maybe i guess what i regret with my tweets or with talking to you is that i wasn't doing my job as a critic i was doing Uh a job as like a protector sure Gotcha. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally. Okay. Um, so yeah. going in, I think I was more psyched like to celebrate 400 mm. and to eat B-dubs beforehand. Nice. And then, uh, <laughs> but it was like, I, I thought the concept sounded cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping we'd find, I don't know. I I guess it was pretty much what I expected it to be. I I I figured it would be a PG thirteen saw, and in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, it is. Yeah, with a little bit of uh, I get cabin in the woods a little bit. Um, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, in Belco experiment too. <clears throat> sure. Um, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I was kind of a similar thing. Um, I didn't have like it wasn't. A movie that was really on my radar. Like I, I on Letterboxd, I have a. Um, by the way, you can follow us on Letterboxd at Obsessive Viewer. I am Mike White and Obsessive Tiny. But um, there was I made a list that's on my radar. Twenty nineteen movies that are set for release in twenty nineteen that I want to see. And mm. Escape Room wasn't on it just because, like you said, it looked like a PG thirteen Saw. Like the trailers made it look exact like a rip off of saw two specifically um uh-huh. well, um yeah. when saw five is the one that comes to mind for me oh, okay so, yeah i still i'm i've never <laughs> seen past saw three. Oh, really well yeah done. yep oh. yep um but yeah it just it just looked like kind of just uh, yeah a, a cash in for i don't know if it's like if it's i i don't know like people like escape like the idea of an escape room like as like a an activity like it's rising in popularity it's been popular right. for a long time mm-hmm. i don't know if that's just like they're trying to cash in on that or oh or what a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent one of our listeners was uh she she tweeted at me it was like what's what's next are they gonna make hot topic the movie <laughs> <laughs> How, didn't they it's called suicide squad <laughs> nice right nice <laughs> i mean <laughs> That's funny, but I, you yeah. know, I feel like they have. I, oh, yeah. I feel like they've made all kinds of hot topic pandering movies. True. So I think that the best way to review this movie or go through this movie, because we do, not to jump ahead, but we do have the same review. Uh, yeah. And so I think the best way to do this is really to just go through it chronologically. And I, and sure. I think you'll find listeners, I think you'll find, uh, Pretty much ha- our, our review in the way that we talk about the the plot of this movie, you know what I right. mean? Like our our review has our review is almost in chronological order. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I know you know what I'm talking about, Matt. Sure, but and um, it's also going to be upside down 
and we have to unlock a thing. <laughs> Which is a great scene. That was so cool. That, that was, was awesome. so cool. That was the last um, great scene. Anyway. Yeah. So if we go uh, chronologically, how should we differentiate between spoiler and non-spoiler? Should we just do like broad terms and then go into a Yeah. I mean, we'll save spoilers for later. I think we can get a okay. vague gist of what's going on. So okay, early cool. on, the, f- the first... Uh, who do we... Gosh, I'm sorry. The I'm first stuttering. Char- yeah, the first. We meet Zoe we meet. first in the classroom. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, first technically we meet. Uh, what's his face? Oh, that's Ben. Okay, yeah. we get. Yeah, uh, we get. Oh gosh, what's that called? There's uh, a term for that where where the oh. film kind of tips its hand, and this is not a spoiler to say we see we see a trap from later on in the movie. Right. One of the characters, Ben. Uh, he's a young man, maybe, maybe early twenties. Um, and he is kind of running through and Mm -hmm. one of the traps walls are closing in on him and immediately I'm, I'm kind of into it. Me too. And I was into it until it said three hours earlier. And I was like, wait, that was, I thought that this was just like, Oh, the last person who a different guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, is there. Uh, and I apologize if we're spoiling. I don't think we are because the film does it. Right. Is there something to that, do you think? Was that bothersome at all? Like it spoiled? Um, you know, not really, actually. I guess like, that it didn't. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't spoil the experience for me or anything. Like no. I'm, I, I was kind of, I mean, it was more, it was more that I was trying to get invested in the movie yeah. than kind of, uh, take issue with anything like that, but yeah. it it did throw me a little bit because I thought that it was just like, oh, this is the introduction. This is how we do, like this is an escape room, but it's like, oh, okay, well, this is the escape room, right? Um, so it starts off, and I'm into it, and I like mm-hmm. I'm into this character. I think he's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think he's the general audience for the film. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I think the adrenaline is high and I'm like, okay, this is what I hoped the movie would be. Sure. And then it, and then we meet Zoe in the classroom mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like, uh, uh, sticky, drippy, gross, obvious exposition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like immediately yeah. I'm like, this is my least favorite character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Luckily the, the, so she's in the classroom and they're going over a lecture and, um, talking about what are they talking? Are they talking about? Oh, it's a uh, um some kind of quantum mechanics Co- a thing that gets it's it's seeding something later in the movie right. that was right. We'll talk about it's that. It's meant spoilers. to be paid off, and we get that this character is uh I don't know a savant. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know that she's Gifted. challenged, but she's going through something. But she's also brilliant, and she like yeah. doesn't answer a question. Right. And I'm like, oh, I hope this is not the rest of the movie. Right. Into, Luckily, she's only one of six. Yeah. And to the movie's credit and also its detriment a little bit, we don't get like that scene for all the other characters, which I right. thought was fine because it just it goes right into the right into the action and everything. But also it's like, OK. I don't care about these characters yet. Like these are just a collection of strangers that aren't fully developed yet. And we don't get like the big exposition dump until like midway through the movie when some of them have already been killed off. Right. And it just seemed like really weird. Like, I don't know. It just, it, it, 
Well, you're jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it, jumping what ahead. I'll, yeah, what I'll say is at the beginning, I wasn't as engaged with the characters as I was. So that kind of put me in a position to really only be affected or or impressed by the mechanics of the movie and the and the situate like the escape rooms themselves right yeah um so then we meet jason played by jay ellis and he's a very attractive businessman Mm -hmm. and so we learn that he's kind of a dick yeah and they all get invitations to this game they show up to the game where we meet the the three other main players Mm mm-hmm um, and they're sitting in the room, and we kind of just get w- what we see in the trailers. We learn that the waiting room, again, this is not spoiler, it's in the trailers, the right. waiting room that they're in becomes the game. The game mm-hmm. begins. And even though we see it in the trailer, like, I'm, I'm super into it. Have you ever done mm-hmm. an escape room? Um, not really. At, at Nightmare in Edgewood, they had, like, mini escape rooms and stuff. Okay. That was, it was pretty cool, but I haven't done, like, a full-fledged one. I've done I've done three. Nice. Yeah. So two two separate uh, instances. We did one, and then another day, a birthday thing. We did two rooms, okay. and and that's kind of what it's like. You mm-hmm. there there they just say go, and you try to look for things that make sense. Um, mm-hmm. And I I feel like the movie. Um. Like, I don't know that I'll watch it a bunch of times, but mm-hmm. I feel like the, like, figuring out the solutions on your own is not impossible, which I kind of liked. Like, I don't know that that's the point of the movie, but there's one sure. later on where they're like, so the second room, they get the, the, the characters who get through the first room, the second room, mm-hmm. like, I figured out the riddle. And I'm like, okay, so it's almost like a play along. Mm-hmm. Thing. And I did too, but like, I don't know what it says about me, but like, I was like, this is kind of ridiculously easy. Like, duh. Like, yeah. Um, so I felt like maybe I, like, I didn't feel like I was outsmarting the movie or anything. I just felt like, okay, well, that's kind of right. And I mean, yeah, and I don't want to say anything because I'll spoil it, but, um, but well, yeah, it just, I guess what I mean to say, I mean, it's not like I, turned to jake and i was like right i figured it out i think my point is it gives you a way into the characters sure does that make sense yeah that does and it kind of like you said it's a play along kind of thing right but but to a certain it's a play along like we want you with us this is not impossible sure right the impossibility is the survival Mm -hmm. not the not the quizzes yeah, and that's fair. And then I guess that that kind of bring well, it might be skipping ahead a little bit, but that also brings it to kind of as the riddles themselves and the kind of thing. There's one at the end that I I laughed out loud in the theater. Yeah. Um, but the kind of riddles and everything that are scattered throughout it, like it didn't feel like there was enough of them. Um, but when they were there, it just felt like it was less of a like. Oh, you got to solve it with the characters. It was more for me. It was more like, okay, well, let's. Okay, this is that. Like, I'll wait and see if they if they get it or not. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I guess so. I was Mm -hmm. kind of, I was kind of, uh, um, passively, uh, passively experiencing those those kinds of 
things in the movie. Gotcha. Yeah. So here's the biggest compliment I'll pay the movie. By the time they get to the third area, mm-hmm. slash, by the time we see the first character die, mm-hmm. the fact that the movie is PG-13, and I did tweet about this, the fact that the mm-hmm. movie is PG-13 and bloodless, there's no blood, there's no gore, it is right. not, it is not torture porn, it is not a Saw movie, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a horror thriller with no blood, no, no, I mean, it's a PG-13 through and through. Right. Without the, the, the titillation of blood and guts, like, you know, you go see a rated R horror movie, you go see a Saw movie, and it's not about rooting for characters, it's about, like, who is gonna get it and how. Like, how, right. like, how many body parts are we gonna see removed? How much evisceration are we gonna see? Sure. Weirdly enough, without that, I don't know if it's threat or, like, incentive for me, mm-hmm. I really got engaged with the characters. Interesting. Uh, particularly with Ben, uh, I really, I, I, I thought Mike, played by uh, Tyler Labine, was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. I thought Amanda, by Deborah Ann Wall, was mm-hmm. great. Uh, and I thought Danny was pretty good, too. Um, I was really yeah. into what they had to say. I was into their stories. I was into their interactions. Um, uh, in fact, Mike was my favorite character in the movie. I thought he played... Mm-hmm not funny perfectly oh totally didn't oh, yeah. he yeah and um i read run one review on letterbox that i think i think it was on letterbox i, I read somewhere someone said like he's kind of like the the father of the group like he's yeah. he's kind of like he, he makes plays that role yeah and like i was like yeah and that's that's perfect like he he played that very well it probably my favorite character um aside from amanda yeah um, yeah. This could be a stretch, but I f- I do feel at times where like Hollywood can lose touch of what Midwesterners are actually like. I mean, good movies yeah. do it well, sure. but I feel like a lot of Hollywood movies play up the character of Mike for satire. Mm-hmm. And he was not a satirical character. That's just he was Definitely. just a dorky, not funny dad, and it was awesome. Exactly. Oh yeah, um, um, and I agree. S- right, and and so to follow him and and uh, Amanda mm-hmm. um, and Ben, I I like it mattered to me when people started dying in a, in a way that kind of surprised me. Um, the first death is is entirely, like I said, it's entirely bloodless and just mm-hmm. kind of happens. Um, and I find that you know it could be because I'm desensitized, but it also could be just because it's a movie that I don't connect with deaths in horror movies very often. They move on sure. so quickly. I don't feel it very much, but I felt it in this movie. Mm-hmm. At least the first three or so. That's interesting because I really didn't. Um, oh, really? Much. Okay. Yeah, wow. And I think it was more just I was kind of hung up on the fact that we don't know the characters yet. Um, like we didn't get their backstories for the most part. Um, we get like hints here and there. Like we get, we see Amanda's scars on her back and we see, um, that's about it really. Um, oh, see, because for me, I felt like they gave you the backstory for the m- least interesting character, Zoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, f- I felt like we got exactly who Danny was, exactly who Mike was, and enough of who Amanda were through exposition. I think it did a good job of show, not tell. Sure. For the first two thirds of the movie, I can see that. Like, it did a good job of like we know who Danny is, who, and yeah. I don't give a shit about his backstory. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Because that's yeah. who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it did a good job of establishing their personalities and and their personality traits and everything. And just I, I just was kind of. I don't know. I, it felt like they were trying to build this mystery of like, okay, why are they, why are they here? Why were they brought to, brought to this? And I'm like, I don't, I don't care at this point. Like, it's just, yeah. it doesn't make any, like, well, it didn't connect with me. I don't think it did a good enough job mm-hmm. of A, forcing us to ask why yeah. are they all here and B, yeah. paying it off. Yeah. Same, which is the real, here. Achilles heel of this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Oh, oh, uh, that first death, um, I feel like it led to one of the more contrived, like, um, character spats. Like, it felt like right after that, that scene, Mm -hmm. like, characters start clashing with each other and it just felt so out of place and so, like, manufactured by the film. Oh, really? yeah, it, I bought it, it was just like, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, they're freezing. Yeah. Right? They're kind of losing touch a little bit. I and, guess. Uh, I, especially because his reaction is, uh, I was just being an asshole. I'm sorry. I thought that was so genuine. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess to admit re- that, yeah, the reason is because he was just being an asshole. Sure. I thought that was, hilarious isn't the word but like Mm -hmm. it felt authentic at least to that character you mean ben ben okay i don't want to say because i don't want to spoil but yes oh yeah sorry that did feel that like reaction did feel authentic but it was um uh, who was it that that anyway when when jason flips out on him yeah when they when he flips out on it just felt like i don't know it just i don't know and i think part of it is just like well i don't know it it I was going to say like oh these guys just these people just met but it's also like that's that's a that's a cop out criticism cuz it's like okay if you just saw someone die like even if you didn't know them like it's still going to have an effect on you so uh-huh. I'll retract that but um <laughs> but it just felt like it felt like they were gunning for Ben because they felt like he was complicit in in the character's demise without any real like reason for it like they like it's like what did you do and everything and it's just like well, you like literally he's standing there and it's like he wasn't it it just it felt just really like it, it felt like oh we need we need like tension here yeah. let's let's have these characters uh argue. yeah i don't know i see what you're saying i don't yeah. necessarily agree yeah we'll have to agree to disagree yeah but, uh, <laughs> but yeah that was, was at least slightly effective sure um that's fair. So I'll say a number of characters mm-hmm. make it through to the next room, right? Which is like the the pool hall bar mm-hmm. room. Which let's talk about this and then give overall thoughts and then just go into spoilers. I think okay because after that it kind of goes into more spoilery stuff. I think that that'll thing? work. I, I think okay. we can give our I think we can give our emotional reaction after this scene. I think 
I think yeah. that's where, kind of like we've, we've hinted at, it goes a bit off the rails, and then, sure. and then we'll get into spoilers. So mm. they go into this, they go into this bar, and, um, I don't know that the, the, like, the puzzle is all that sophisticated, but the, but the set piece. Yes. Is, I, I mean, it's, it's, it is a feature of this movie. Absolutely. Uh, the highlight of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like you said, the, the actual puzzle aspect of it and like them trying to work through, work through the clues and everything that, that was fine, but it was really just the set design and the way that the camera, um, uh, moves around it. Like after a certain point, it kind so the of, fil- they walk into the yeah. bar and they are on the ground, but everything is, is fastened. Mm-hmm to the ground in such a way that it l- appears to us like they're standing on the ceiling. Exactly. Right? Like the pool table mm-hmm. is suspended relative to them on the ceiling. Yes. Right? And, uh, yeah. And there's there's an added element to it, which we can talk about in spoilers, Yeah, that was the most tension the most tension I felt in the movie was in this, was in this particular set piece. Right. Um, because the stakes were extremely high. Absolutely. And so one of the characters needs to climb up to the, Mm -hmm. the top and she's kind of hanging there with her knees, like on top of this thing. And the Mm -hmm. camera, I really think to just show off, but like, I dig it. Right. Same here. Just flips so that we are oriented Mm-hmm. To where the room is right side up. The room looks yeah. natural and it looks like she is hanging upside down. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. That was so cool. Like I would have this like if they if they just had that that sequence and had this as a short film that was just that sequence, like it would have been it would have been extremely memorable oh, to me. Mm-hmm. Um it was like I really, really enjoyed that. And also like I mean, I guess it's kind of spoilery to say who the who the actress was in that. Um, sure, but yeah, uh, but anyway, um, Deborah Ann Wool, like I like, she gave a very good like physical performance in that. Mm-hmm. And like as I was watching, that, I was like, like I mean, she's in Daredevil, obviously, but it's like give give her like an action role because like she could like she can hold her own. Like she oh, yeah. she was kind of badass in it, and she um, has a pretty good believable dramatic beat in that scene totally absolutely i thought that worked yeah um, so very cool scene very cool scene the movie i want to talk a little more about this scene what we liked because it is the it is i think the centerpiece um but this is also where we're gonna unlock the spoilers yes all right because after yeah. this, the movie goes off the rails. It really does. And I don't know, we don't know an effective way to talk about it without right. spoiling. Yeah. So before we do that, let's just give our overall thoughts on the movie, like how we felt about it as a, com- as a complete piece, and then we can go into spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your overall thoughts on it? Or if you have anything more to say about the sure. scene. I, I'll just say I would see it again. Um, the third act, uh, I'm going to be vague and kind here and say it mm-hmm. left me wanting. Mm-hmm. Stick around for the spoilers. Yeah. Y- you'll hear a little, you'll hear me get a little angrier. <laughs> sure. Um, I thought the performances were good. 
I think the idea is great. And I think with a little bit more money, we might have a franchise. Like I could, mm-hmm. I, could I would go see part two. Yeah. I, you know, that's well, tough. Cause <laughs> I, I would go see a new group of people. Sure. <laughs> Let me say that before <laughs> we get into spoilers. Sure. If they made a franchise of this, like it's tricky. Cause like, okay, I would probably see it just because a list. Yeah. Right. And, you know, why not doldrums of everything? But, um, also real quick, this wasn't a Blumhouse production, was it? No. Okay. I didn't think so. But, um, no. overall, like I gave it kind of a, I wouldn't say scathing review. I don't know. Would you say it was scathing? Yeah. Oh, you're, you, you gave it, uh, two, two stars. stars, which feels scathing. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. About in the middle of scathing to not good. <laughs> yeah, but and it, it like I I saw it probably will never see it again. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed two thirds of it. Then the last third I was not crazy about. Yeah. And that's not to say that's the last third of the movie, even though it kind of is. But it's like in the grand scheme of the hour and a half runtime, I enjoyed an hour of it. Yeah, uh, altogether. Right. But yeah, it. it, it yeah, it, it feels like the type of movie that here in like a year or two, um, if I'm going back through the podcast or I'm like looking, like making notes or something like that, and I see that we recorded this episode, I'll be like, oh, Escape Room, that was a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, we, let, let's go into Little spoilers. boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of sticky time. They're watching us. They know every move that we're making. They knew everything about us. This is my hospital bed. Me too. They made these rooms for us. Have you ever seen things that weren't there before? I am not imagining this. So finally, you're a choice. Come on, let me out of here. That's why they chose us. And they all look just the same. So, yeah. The pool room scene is great. And it is action wise. The tension is that the floor, which, which looks like a ceiling, but is the, mm-hmm. the floor that they are standing on mm-hmm. starts to drop out. And before that, they like, it's, it's an elevator. Like they, right. they say that it's uh, like rising up. So it's like, you get that like, okay, well, there's a lot of room for yeah. them to well, fall. Well, if you fall, you die. I mean, the yeah. stakes are yeah. made pretty clear. You fall, yeah. you die. And the floor starts dropping out and they need to mm-hmm. get to. The top, so the ceiling mm-hmm. of the relative room they're in. Yeah. Unlock the door and go. Uh, and it's awesome. It's so good. So they're, cool. So Amanda is the character we were speaking of earlier. She mm. goes up. There's a cool moment where she gets like the eight ball out of the, the thing and mm. it falls up and she catches it. That was cool. Right? Cause the camera is disoriented. Yeah. That was so cool. Like that. Like that, I feel like I I would be interested to know how they pitched this movie because I feel like that, like if they pitched that sequence, like that's what sold the movie and got it yeah. made. Yeah. Um, well, because it kind of fits the tone of what they were doing, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't that feel like an escape room? Like disorientation oh, is totally. how you're supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. I think that's why that was so cool. Oh yeah. So they do that. Um, it turns out Amanda dies mm-hmm. saving them, right? Like she. 
Yeah, which yeah. was so, a surprise to me, and also kind of a bummer because I I like I thought like it, the whole movie I was thinking like oh she's gonna be like the final girl. Um, oh really? I did. Well, I went into the movie expecting that from the trailers, but then when I saw Zoe in the first scene, I was like oh, okay, well she's she's gonna be the focal character. Okay, but I that, wanted that Amanda. must only be because you know her from something else. Exactly. I've yeah. never seen this woman before. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, you were kind of talking about her before, and yeah. I still generally have no idea who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, yeah, she's in Daredevil. She was also in True Blood, but... Um, okay, but yeah. so looking at her IMDb, mm-hmm. literally the only thing I've seen her in is Ruby Sparks. Oh, she was in that. Interesting. She was it, and apparently That was a charming little movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I yeah. don't, I don't remember it all. So I had no idea who this woman is, mm-hmm. and so I figured, given the the audience, Zoe stood out to me mm-hmm. as the main. She's also on the poster. I don't know if you noticed. True. That. Yeah, she's on right. the poster, and also, like we said, she's one of the only characters to really get that backstory. Yeah. Uh, so right from I would have guessed that she would have died first. Oh, interesting. <laughs> to be honest with nice. you. I think also yeah. it's just I wanted her to survive because I, I enjoyed her performance. Yeah. I'll yeah. say second. I, I, mm-hmm. I think, I think anybody in that, in that theater, if you didn't know Danny was going to die first. Oh, yeah. You, and it's, you probably don't watch a lot of movies. Right. It, like, and it seems like the, the way that they, the order that they die in seems very much like, Okay, these are the ones that need to go. Yeah. Because like, okay, Danny's the escape room expert. Okay. Uh Amanda is the kind of like uh most fit one, I guess you would say or Yeah. Yeah, uh so she's got to go. Um it just felt it I don't know, it felt like kind of was checking checking boxes. A little formulaic, yeah. Exa- there you yeah, go. Yeah. Perfect. So anyway, um, yeah. uh is the next room that they go into that's the hospital room the, right? hospital. the triage yeah which is triage. where in terms of set design i thought it looked cool yeah. but it was where the movie started really like you said it's where it really started to fall apart for me yeah um there were moments where okay so here's my review my st- like when when i got home and my wife asked me mm-hmm. i said i have never in my life loved a movie so much for two acts and hated it more in the third act really that i can think of i uh, maybe i'm being too kind but i really liked Mm -hmm. the beginning of this movie i I thought it really had something to say i thought the Mm -hmm. characters were great and and the traps and everything i thought it was super interesting and i was Mm -hmm. into it but this triage thing is fucking bonkers yeah they yep. they it it felt like a placeholder draft and they just mm-hmm. said well let's just go with what we got exactly exactly um every like everything about it like the whole the uh, let's start with the with the exposition dump like we get okay. all of the like all the characters like their baggage and everything that's the reason why they were picked which like again, it's formulaic. It's what you it's what you expect, but it's also like it feels like they they didn't know what characters were going to be at that scene. So it's like, okay, well, here's Amanda's backstory. Here's Danny's backstory. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, 
you know, it would have been cool if we had that beforehand and like that gives us more, you know, uh, uh, more emotional connection to the characters when they die. But I don't know that, that just rubbed me the wrong way and kind of started to lose me a little bit. Um, well, I don't love it, but I can, I, I can kind of give it a pass. It's one of those, like, um, to keep that central mystery, they needed it later. What's difficult for me is like, why did they just start revealing it there? That was a little, but again, like I can give that a pass. Where yeah. I get lost is when Zoe is like, "Yes, let's start breaking the cameras." That no, come with us. No, I'm mm-hmm. gonna stop this by breaking the cameras. And if she, if it's a stupid idea, oh, it's ridiculous. But if they make her like correct, mm-hmm. then at least I go well. Right, they paid that off, but it does nothing. The only reason why that was there was to connect it to what the teacher said about whatever the the theory of yeah whatever was, and it's but like it doesn't we, work. It doesn't. It, it He's has wrong. no. The only reason why it's in there is so that she can call back that scene. Like it doesn't right. have any effect on the actual plot. I'm like, why even put that? Like, what's the deal? That's and very then, poor writing. Yeah, and then. And this is jumping ahead a little bit, but we'll have to circle yeah. back and talk about sure. Mike. But well, I agree uh, with when, you. But go ahead. Yeah, when the guys come in and they're like, "Why does she have an os? Why does she need an oxygen mask?" And it's like, and then she's like, "You she built says, that room." Yeah, yeah. You built the so the guy so yep. She's dying, right? So the room mm-hmm. fills up with poisonous poison. gas. Yeah. Uh, who are we talking to? Like, if they're at the spoilers, haven't they heard it? Anyway, I know the room fills up with poisonous well, gas. To be fair, this this is the type of movie that I feel like people are going to listen to the spoiler section without seeing it before they. they yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. If you're still listening, if you're still into this episode, hit me with that uh, with that code word, Green yeah. Goblin, this week. Green Goblin. Tw- nice. <laughs> at, at I am Mike White. Hit me with the hashtag Green Goblin. Nice. Thank you for listening. Anyway, <laughs> so. The, so the room is filled with poison, and at mm-hmm. this point, uh, all that's left is Ben and Jason. Mike mm-hmm. dies. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. And Zoe, and they're like, we gotta go. And she's like foaming at the mouth. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I'm gonna keep busting these stupid cameras, whatever. Yeah. And she passes out, and it kind it, mm-hmm. it, there's a, there's a pan out, mm-hmm. and we see a little curled up, um, face mask uh uh oxygen mask laying on the so ground. we do so, see it before yes they come in okay see i didn't catch that before yeah um uh, yeah i saw okay. it there and it was kind of hanging down at, at one other point i i okay. saw it and i figured that she would wake mm-hmm. up and so whatever the yeah i guess that's a little bit of a deus ex machina sure except that it's not <laughs> Because when those guys come in and they're like, what are the oxygen masks for? What do you fucking mean? Yeah. You built this room. Like if you those know oxygen that- masks function, you put them there. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, that's, that's inexplicable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just the fact that they said, like, what does she need the oxygen mask for? Right. When they yes. know, like, they are in, like, they have face masks and everything to keep from the poison from getting in them. Like, there's right. no reason why anyone would say that line. No. And it's only so that she can do the big, like, hero moment where she's like, to breathe, fuck right. her, or whatever. Yep. And then, uh, to breathe, bitches. Yeah. 
And like, I just really rolled my eyes at that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that was so bad. Anyway, yeah. That was a low point to me. Mm-hmm. That was a really low point. But Mike's death. Okay. That bothered me too. Not um, just his death, but it? the solution to that puzzle. Yes. It, so they go in and they do the, the, the sign language thing, which whatever. He yeah. knows sign language. Okay. Sure. Fine. Um, and it's the EKG machine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What, how in the world did they guess to use it on somebody? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's such a huge leap. And like, I, uh, I literally made like a, uh, Matt and I are video chatting right now, so you can mm-hmm. see. Like, I turned to Jake and I like made like a leaping motion with my hand. Nice. Because I was like, that is a, they just stepped over that plot. They really did. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. To get from one end to the other. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so EKG, I guess you use it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's use it on the old out of shape guy. I don't know. Right. And then so that doesn't work. And he's like, oh, no. We need, I need to meditate and feel it. I just well, like. It's not so much like, cause, the, cause then he kills Mike because he uses the, um, uh, the paddles on him yeah, to raise right. his heartbeat, which that like on paper is an interesting concept because he's, you know, he's making the unilateral decision to, you know, sacrifice one of them to right. save them and like that's and again that's stuff that you know we saw in like saw two comes to mind also but like yeah. other movies of the silk like it's formulaic right um, and it's fine we find out he's yeah. damaged we find out he's killed his friend this is not, sure this is not unheard of behavior mm-hmm. but it just it just it didn't feel organic to it because like you said they made such a leap to figure mm-hmm. it out. And I get it that they're panicked and everything, but it's also like, it just, it bothered me. It, it didn't connect for me. Yeah. Yeah. So Zoe dies and I put that in quotes because mm-hmm. she did not die. Right. Uh, and then they escape through another, another air vent. Lots of vents. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Lots of, <laughs> lots of vents. So they go through the vent, they go to the next room and I actually like this. Uh, oh yes. I, I thought it, I thought it was a breath of fresh air. I thought it breathed mm-hmm. life into the film. So did yeah, like it almost saved it. Yeah. Right. Like I could get past that last room because I really liked where this one was going. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Like the, the visual style of it was, was very, it was very trippy. Like they go into it and it's, it's kind of a trippy room and then they get drugged. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was cool. I liked it. Do uh, they, the characters figure out that they're survivors in the triage room, don't they? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. At that point, I don't think I hate it. I, I like it as a concept. It, Me too. It kind of has like, <laughs> um, kind of has a Mr. Glass feel to it. Um, yeah. but it's, it, it's an intriguing concept and, and I, I like it cause it's not like the comparison I always, I, I've been making to the movie is Saw 2 and like the Saw 2 is a similar concept where there's a group of people that are connected in a significant way, um, trapped 
by Jigsaw. And it's like that, like that handled it a lot better just because it's a more personal like connection and everything. This, on the other hand, worked for, or this also worked for me because it was, it's an intriguing idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then the, the trippy drugged room and everything was, was cool. I liked the, uh, kind of frenetic energy of the of fighting for the syringe uh-huh. um i also like that ben who is a character who at this point is like he's slow, he's he's the one that's had the most i guess you would say character development or character uh, yeah. characterization he's sure. he goes from like this stoner dumbass kind of guy to uh you know the um the final boy um <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah. So, and like, I like that, like, when they, when he finds the syringe, like, he, like, there's a brief moment where he's like, I found it, or he tells Jason, like, hey, I have it. And like, he, it's not like he just automatically sticks into himself. Like, he starts to say, it, and then they yeah. fight and everything. So I, I liked that. I, um, me too. I yeah. feel like there's also a second syringe in there that rattles. Oh, interesting. Right? Like, I, I didn't think pick there, up on that. And, and, and maybe I'm, giving a little too much credit to the movie, mm-hmm. but, um, which by the way, is a saw five plot. That's a oh, saw yeah. five moment. Interesting. Right. Of, of that. They all could get out with teamwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ben inadvertently kills Jason, mm-hmm. breaks his neck, yeah. drops through cool the ceiling. Too. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, and we're at the, the, we see the beginning scene again, find out that Zoe's still alive. She kind of saves the day. Yeah. So then we, they bust out and, uh, or, or Ben busts out mm-hmm. and he, we meet the architect at the center of the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess um, he might be the Merovingian. Sure. <laughs> Shout out to all my Matrix fans. Nice. Uh, and he like does another exposition dump mm-hmm. of how they gamble on these people. And I remember like, like wishing it was better, but like not hating the idea. Yeah, it felt like it was just really what, again, kind of just expected. Like, uh-huh. it's not. I don't know. It was it was it was serviceable. Yeah. Um I wanted more I don't know. I guess I wanted more depth to why they were chosen. Yeah. Yeah. I and guess. we get some of it like the whole like oh, last year it was this and this right. year it's survivors and like I like that a con- <clears throat> like that as a concept. Also it feels like like again that feels like it's Cabin in the Woods or Belco Experiment or right. really any other movie like this that Unfriended Dark Web. Unfriended Dark Web. Yep. Yeah. It's a common um, thing this year. Yeah. It just it I don't know. It it didn't really do much for me. Um also, okay. I, <laughs> the the line where he like when he attacks Ben and he's like, well, when they, when the horses win the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby, they don't get a prize or something like that. I'm like, well, I mean, let's, they don't let's, kill them. Yeah. Let's, let's hold your horses here. Pun intended. <laughs> but like, you know, if, if a horse is like really good, like he, he's put out to stud, like he's, right. you know, there, there is like, they don't just murder. They don't, horses. They, yeah. They don't choke them with karat wire. That's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, that was super cheesy too. Yeah. I like, 
Like, <laughs> why would they kill him? They wouldn't. Yeah. I, I don't no. know. The, well, the investors, they would say, send him back in, right? Put yeah. Put him in another one. There's no way they would kill him. That That's just... Yeah, I, I guess... Because, like, at that point, I was, I was thinking, like, okay, well... I, I like the idea. It would have worked better if they just put him back in. And that's how the movie ended, even. Yeah. But um, at that point, I was also like, well, he's talking about like how he's going to be released or he's he's like, let him go and everything. But it's also like, there's no way that they would let him go because, I mean, he knows too much. He's seen too right. much. He's experienced too much. Right. Um, but just that line was just corny and, and stu- silly to me. That's yeah, real bad. Um, so Zoe gets out. She kills saves the, the guy. Day. Whatever saves the yeah. day. They they escape, mm-hmm. and uh, they just this movie does not clean itself up at the end. It it's shat real. the bed so hard. It really does. It yeah. really does. And I, so I think part of it, uh, I think a major part of it mm-hmm. is the the performance by the girl who plays Zoe. Zoe. I she... think she's really really bad. Yeah, she did not sell the role that well, really, at all. Oh, she was in Lost in Space on Netflix. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I thought she was really bad. I, I, I feel like it, um, it felt like she wasn't living in those lines and just kind of delivering them by rote. Exactly. Um, so anyway, there, it's, it's like, they go back, they go to the police, and the police go in, and they've cleaned up the room, and she's freaking out, or am I imagining things? And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so what are they trying to establish, that this was all a dream? Like, they did, I, I don't think that they needed to include that. No. I think we could have assumed that these people would clean up immediately. Yeah. Well, right? they try to misdirect us by having the detective that takes her there be an, an Asian guy. <laughs> And like oh, I was yeah. thinking, like, oh, this is the doctor, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's silly, but okay, whatever. At least it connects. And then they actually reveal what the doctor's name is supposed to be, yeah. And it's like the whole no way out thing. Ooh, I was like, you no way out. Oh, okay, that's, that was really that's horrific. I like I had to fight back from laughing hysterically yeah. at that yeah. because it was yeah. so dumb. Um, well, with the floating letters. And that, the, that was just the icing on the dumb cake. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. That's yeah. the thing. I was like, wait, so is she back in it right now? Mm. It's That's like, what I thought too. Like, they uh, Exactly. They imply that there's no way out like three times in three right. different ways at the end yeah. of this movie. It's like they couldn't come up with the best way... Mm-hmm. to cliffhang it. Yeah. So they were just like, let's just use all three ideas. Yeah. It's like they they spent <laughs> they spent all of their energy making an anagram for No Way Out with, <laughs> instead <laughs> with of actually you. creating a way to have it be No Way Out. Yeah. Because like, the way out is they literally walk through a door <laughs> and they're out. Like, yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah. easy. Um, if but then they... We get, if the movie ends and it says no way out, right? And there's the anagram and it pays off that she does puzzles and that's yeah. the end. I go, ah, oh, that's kind of dumb, but okay. Yeah. She's still in it. Mm-hmm. They're going to die. Maybe the sequel, you know what I mean? Like at right. that point, it's like, 
at least leaving a, enough like she she's figured out the 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 word puzzle mm-hmm. but not how to escape yeah. then i'm like okay we get that uncomfortable feeling at the end yeah. and i'm a little satisfied with that yeah but but they do <laughs> 9 months later yeah and it is it is one of the most unnecessary it's not a it's not a stinger cuz it's before no, the credits just an epilogue to the story there you go epilogue very very reminiscent of final destination yes um, that i oh and it's so it's so dumb like it's it just it's dumb and it's like it's an epilogue and then another like an epilogue on top of that like it's <laughs> like yeah. you said it it's like they didn't know how to end it they had no yeah. idea what they were doing so she delivers these awful lines she she mm-hmm. she poorly delivers yeah these she recites dumb lines, these words that were written down for her. <laughs> right about their logo becomes uh like an mc escher yeah like staircase or whatever mm-hmm. which i love mc escher and i yeah. love that that infinity stair impossible staircase oh yeah um but I'm like not even following what she's saying. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Something about it, coordinates. It, yeah, and, and and she's like, you gotta go, and he's like, I'm not gonna go. We're out. And she's like, no, you have to, and he's like, all right, let's go. Which okay, that right there. Why the fuck would you go back? Like, I like don't there's. Know. I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. That's stupid. And then, so even then, so end it there, yeah. and I go. Ah, that was also kind of a little dumb, mm-hmm. but now they're setting up a sequel. Yeah. Right? And that's that's okay. Yeah. But when they start show, to show the plane is having a similar thing, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> cool. We're seeing another, like, I'm hoping that it's like a parallel instance. Mm-hmm. Like, this is happening worldwide. I'm like, okay. Yeah setting up that part two is going to be like this is project mayhem or something like that sure right okay i'm into it they're doing a puzzle the the male flight attendant is even worse than zoe with the line readings (laughs) he really (laughs) is like which i guess we're laughing in the given given the context of what it actually like it makes sense but it's also like come on uh yeah Um, i guess that's true good point good point good point he's acting isn't he yeah but at that point we we don't know (laughs) Right. So they don't solve the thing, and it turns out that this is like the the, the test run area. <laughs> and who needed this? No one. Like, I... This I is the of... worst. When I, like, so earlier when I gave mm-hmm. them credit for, for, uh, for showing, not telling, with the character development... Mm-hmm. Showing the, 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 like, how they make the games was idiotic. Absolutely. And, like, I, like, to borrow your, uh, kind of, <laughs> uh, your kind of analysis of the, of these, like, endless end segments, like, had it not been a simulation and everything, I would have almost been okay with that even. Right. If like they were on the plane, like that was showing like, yes. like they were on the plane and like it would have like panned over and been like, Oh, let's figure it out. And like they, they were the ones that were working it out and then they died or it was left ambiguous right. like that because there's Show no way out. that happening. Yeah. What are you doing? Is yeah. that, uh, uh, is that, 
they're either they have ruined the reveal mm-hmm. for part two. Yeah. Or if there's not a part two, they showed us a significantly less interesting end to that movie. It showed they, us- sh- they showed us a boring, like, they told us, literally told us, hey, they're going to die. This is how it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, there's this whole, like, man behind the curtain element to it that just, it loses the mystique of it. Like, right. we see a freaking simulation of it. It's like, okay, that's, that's, it ruins whatever kind of magic it w- is involved with the escape rooms and stuff. Right. Um, and then also just the dialogue of the shadowy guy on the screen. Yeah. Saying like, I'm glad that Zoe got over her fear of flying or something. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was just like they dumb. show in the Saw sequels, they mm-hmm. show how John Kramer, Jigsaw, makes the puzzles mm-hmm. late in, in later movies as Easter eggs for earlier traps. Okay. And yeah. it's almost like they're trying to evoke that feeling at the end of the that movie, though, where we yeah. just saw that idea. That's so yeah. stupid. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Who, like... Yeah. I imagine... Like, who watched that scene and went, Oh! <laughs> right. I really don't know. Is that what they know. expected us to feel? I guess, but like what, like what, I don't know what purpose it was. Like, was no one in the room saying like, Hey, let's just make them on the, like make that the plane thing and leave it ambiguous like that. That would be more thrilling and it would open us up for a sequel, which uh, they still do. But it's like, why not just go with that instead of going off the deep end with that bullshit? Show them in the plane. Mm -hmm. One of the propellers blows up. And a bag pops out and says, welcome to the game, right? Yeah. Welcome to Escape Plane or whatever. Right, right. That's a good ending. That's yeah. A, okay, it's a serviceable ending. Yeah. Or it's a, it's a salvageable thing. She's in the room and it says, no way out. Mm-hmm. And the police walk out. Yes. Black. Right? That would have been good. That's like, cool. Yeah. Or like have like... uh Oh, this would have been, this would have been cheesy, but fitting within the, within the framework of the movie. Like, have them on the plane and then have the pilot announce, like, oh, I'm your, I'm your pilot, uh, what, whatever the, the name was. Um, and then that would be the end. Like, that would, yeah, Watan, Watan you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, that would have been like the end, like the end. Yeah. Like, oh shit, we're in an escape room. Um, right. But yeah, but anything than what anything over what we got, like what, yeah. the f- like it was, it was like they were trying, like it was like they thought that they were being clever, but it wasn't clever at all, right? Um, yeah, you know, I don't. Yeah. I, sometimes I hate, and I and I find like I find this in the teenagers that I teach. They'll like they'll mm-hmm. they'll talk about alternate endings of things. Oh, it would have been cool if they did this or if they, sure. like we're not trying to rewrite the ending, right? You and me, right? We're not, we're not screenwriters, but like what we're trying to point out is how ridiculous and unnecessary the ending they chose was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could have ended six minutes earlier. Oh, absolutely. Just, oh, it just, it really shit the bed. Like that was, 
it was it was just not good um yeah yeah uh, it was oh <laughs> and i mean it's i don't know it was an interesting way to kick off 2019 in movies um <laughs> like but it was funny because like i ha- i kind of had this experience and this is a tangent but uh, about the theater experience but um first of all it was kind of a kind of a packed house well not packed house but pretty considerable amount of people in in the theater um, sold out in evansville Oh really? Nice. Literally sold out. I wow. we sat in the front 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 row. Oh wow! Like the break your neck row. Jeez, I sat uh, in the- because be, usually mm-hmm. I get my tickets the morning of at work. Right. But I for whatever reason I just got it was, it was like back to school after Christmas sure. break. I got a little caught up, and we mm-hmm. were at dinner at B Dubs. I was like, all right, we should look at our tickets. And all that was left was oh, like wow. two in the back. And mm-hmm. we've seen one in the back and like it rattled too loud. We couldn't hear the dialogue. Oh, interesting. So we're like, let's just sit in the front too. And okay. so as we sat down and I'm looking up at the screen and I'm like, this isn't going to work. Let me just mm-hmm. see on the app if there are any more seats. And it just, it says, I don't know if you've ever seen, yeah. sold out underneath the thing. Mm-hmm. I, saw, <laughs> I saw that. Uh, uh, this was Friday. I was looking at the app because I was like, oh, I might want to see a movie after work. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't end up doing. It. I ended up rewatching Roma, but um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I went onto the AMC app and I was like, oh, okay, well, I could, I could maybe see Spider Verse again after work. But I, I scrolled down and, um, Instant Family had a like one twenty showing that was sold out. Yeah, and I was like, that's. That's, People like stupid shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I it, well that's the thing like Instant Family came out like 2 months ago like Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So I was like wondering like I bet like Small some screen. maybe. Also I kind of thought like maybe someone like a group like bought out the screening or like Oh a, yeah. 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 But I don't know. Church group. Yeah. But anyway, um but oh, but my interesting theater experience was that uh I was in the back row, back center. Um I had checked beforehand to see if there are any other like when I got to the theater, I was like I checked to see cuz I wanted to know if like I should expect people to be like in the seats next to me cuz right. you know, whatever. Um full row, so people on either side. Um and then I noticed one on the end was open and I was like I could cancel my ticket and then go to that one. Just, just to be more comfortable, I guess. Um, but, but I didn't. But anyway, so I went, I went into the theater. Then I went into the bathroom after I scanned in. And like, again, this is the first theater experience of 2019. I, uh, I do my business. I'm washing my hands and I, and I kind of hear something in the handicap stall. There's a guy on his knees puking into the toilet. Sweet. And I'm like, I'm like, is this, is this what my, (laughs) did you just watch escape room? (laughs) Right. I was just like, is this what my is this what is going to be uh, my 2019 and in, in theater viewings is going to be like? Um. Well, seeing movies in theater is a very public thing, uh, mm-hmm. and if you don't like public events, and kind of mm-hmm. both of us are are pretty anxious about that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, you run into all types of people. You see Absolutely. it all. If you see if you've seen 400 movies, you've seen it all. Yep. Uh, you've oh, talked yeah. to a lot of people that you maybe don't want to talk to. You've sat next to people. You've seen it all. 
Yep. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to talk about this in the year in review episode, but I still think like in terms of the podcast in 2018, your story about the first purge, like that whole that whole story you told, oh man, was one of my favorite things in the podcast last year. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> That's awesome. It's a blast to listen to. Uh, yeah, to listen to good. your anxiety. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Thank, I'm glad you enjoyed my yeah. my frustration and pain. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's fun telling, like as I'm saying, you you experience a lot doing these things. That is the story mm-hmm. I was thinking of. Was that guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. It. Uh, yeah. So it's it's interesting, and I'm sure that we'll have a lot of good uh, experiences this year yeah especially with a list and everything for sure um yeah i by the uh, way side tangent uh listeners again if you're if you're still listening hit us with that green goblin hashtag uh (laughs) but i think you know uh you can tell i've been on the podcast a little more frequently yes as of late hoping to uh make a more of an effort of that Mm -hmm. this year um kind of be on here a little more frequently Mm because i love doing this love talking to you guys yep I am super excited for that. Like, uh, again, we keep referencing the year in review episode that hasn't been recorded yet, but, um, <laughs> like in my notes for the episode, like I haven't, I've, I've been afraid to show you guys the itinerary I have set out because oh it's like, it's detailed. Um, in the, it's going to be a four hour episode. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I, I don't think it'll be that long because it's, it's a lot of like, oh, this, this point, this point, this point. Like, it's not okay. going to be, we're not going to spend like 30 minutes on each individual one. But it is in the almost six years of podcasting, uh, the most detailed notes I've had for any episode prior to recording. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be a blast. But one of the points, like one of, in the, in like one of the headings or whatever is the podcast in 2019. And I have some like goals I want to do. And, uh, one of them is more mic appearances, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I'm excited to, to have you back on as often yeah. as we can get you. For sure, man. Um, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I'm really excited at the idea of Tiny having a list. Cause if we can sync up like, movies and everything we can do and like schedule permitting and stuff like we could oh review, for sure do a full review of of new release movies that you guys see in and your movie night also yes. um, uh when i saw escape room i just i didn't have this thought until we were talking about it um i saw it thursday night at seven you guys saw it like thursday at like what six twenty or something six yeah six forty five yeah so it's like it's like i was virtually like i was trying to be a part of your movie night from from afar oh yeah we were definitely (laughs) sitting in the theater at the same time for a little while oh yeah yeah um (laughs) so yeah so so since this is a bonus episode uh do we do we need to do a potpourri do you want to do one uh you know i don't there's not a whole lot i've watched recently yeah there's a bunch that i've watched but yeah it's all like in preparation for the year in review so we can forego it that's fine um But yeah, so we're also going to skip. We're also going to, well, we already recorded the year in review podcast. I can't. Why am I fucking pretending? Even though you literally (laughs) just talked about how we're about to, about to do our podcast. 
I'm just going to tell you guys right now, it's Saturday night, January 5th. We're going to record it on January 7th. So there you go. Exactly. The curtain has been lifted. Yes. <laughs> this is going to come out next whatever, Friday. I don't know when Matt's going to put it out. Yeah. And you will have already, I hope, heard us yesterday, two days ago. Right. This is this is the podcast equivalent of us showing the uh plane simulation oh my god in escape room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're just uh, rambling now we're really at a point where anybody like does anybody yeah. are you guys listening do we i'm sure that they do like, cause i know that matt and draco listens to us in the shower okay um, right so i think that he's not able to turn it off as quickly as as he uh as, That's as interesting. You said Matt is his name? Yeah, Matt and Draco. And Draco. Matt, it's interesting that you listen in the shower. That's, I love that. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. That's cool. But it's, it's when I do my best thinking. Oh, yes. So oh, yeah, I wonder if thoughts. you're missing out. Uh, yeah. On essential shower thinking. Mm -hmm. Not saying you need to change up your schedule. I, I love having yeah. you. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. I, I, I hope he doesn't because I like the idea of, People listening to us when they're bathing. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're That's just kind of rambling now. We I'm are. Okay with yeah. That. Yeah. So Good I think radio. we should. Yeah. The review <laughs> right. is over. Yeah. You guys are just. It's like. Uh, <laughs> it's like Ferris Bueller. You guys are still here. Right. Go home. <laughs> or you can keep listening. Oh, God. Right. We made yeah, a. It's funny. We've we made a cake it. today. You did? We did. Yeah. So. Oh, was it for Howie's 10 months? Oh, no, it? it's not, but that's oh, okay. cute for remembering. Yeah, my son is 10 months old today. Howie's 10 nice. months old. That's cute. Thank you. Um, no, for uh, the love of my life, the Bears. Oh, <clears throat> nice. So the thought you were gonna say the podcast playoff weekend. Funny. The Colts played today. I went over mm -hmm. to my friends and watched the Colts with him. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow is the Bears game, and I wanted to make a Bears cake. And so we okay. made uh, uh, a... Uh, white cake but we dyed it orange and blue and swirled oh, it and then okay. made a brown icing with the bears logo and it looks like shit <laughs> it looks terrible like wow. it the the cake started to crumble as we were putting icing on it <laughs> wow it's, it's a, a thought really that good, counts we're gonna win podcast of the year for this episode yeah oh yeah well, thankfully, it's a bonus episode. They've already heard our five-hour year in review episode. Yeah, it's uh, all bonus. That's what yeah, I'm saying here. It's exactly. Like, we can keep talking. It's yeah. a free podcast. Exactly. It's it's you're getting bonus mm -hmm. content here. This is the good stuff. You playing exactly. any video games lately? Uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's I, really guys, I'm just talking to my friend here. Is all. <laughs> yeah. We're just it's recording, actually... talking. Yeah, it's actually funny you asked if I played any video games because I haven't. I've still I'm still working on Red Dead Two, but it's funny oh, because right. I uh like uh, for Christmas my family did like a Secret Santa thing, and mm -hmm. we each made a list of like three things that we want. And on my list I had like the Mission Impossible Blu-ray set. I had um oh something else. Oh, a microphone for the podcast. Okay, and right a spare PS4 controller. Um, okay. I ended up getting the PS4 controller. It's funny because like getting it, it's like 
it I didn't ask for it because I want to have people over to play video games with. I want it so that I can have it have a spare one charging when I'm playing oh, with shit. my main one. <laughs> so wow. that's a window into my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yep. But I'm still playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. I got mm-hmm. a Switch for my birthday back in November. Nice. I did not get it when it came out a year mm-hmm. and a half ago or whatever. Right. So I beat it, just main quest, and I've been going back to get all the shrines. I was oh, nice. actually in the process of getting the very last shrine when nice. Matt messaged me and said, yeah, mm-hmm. let's record. Yeah. Yep. So um, I'm there. Have you done any of the Spider-Man DLC or anything? No. Well, okay. as you know... I bought Spider-Man the day it came. That's the first time right. I bought a game day of in a couple of years. Oh, okay. And I played it hard. I went hard. It's a, I platinumed oh, yeah. it. It's the first game I've ever platinum. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I loved the Spider-Man game. It's great. Totally. But I, as soon as I was done with it, October hit, right? And so oh, it was all yeah. October stuff. And then I got the Switch for my birthday, so I've been in Zelda. So I'm waiting uh really till I'm done with Zelda, maybe next week actually, uh okay. to get all the DLC and, and hopefully platinum that. Nice. I uh I need to get the DLC, but I'm not in any rush because I've got Red Dead 2 and that's a huge, huge uh time suck. I'm scared to get into that game. Yeah, it's so immersive and, yeah. and big. I love the first um, one. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Oh yeah. That's one thing that I, I wish that like I gave my brother my PS3 because I didn't really need it anymore since I got a yeah. PS4, but like I find myself like wanting to play Red Dead One. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. I can't really do that because it's not backwards compatible, and they don't even like. I even thought like I would buy it on the PlayStation Store if they had it, but right, they don't. They don't. Yeah. So, awesome. all right, yeah. I gotta go to bed. All right, I gotta uh, watch TV. So- <laughs> My kids are going to wake up in seven hours. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. I slept yep. I, I slept Don't pretty much say it. Don't all day today. It. it was it was oh nice. God. Got a cuddle with my cat. It was, it was nice. Yeah, I'm jealous. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, so thank you so much for, you know, letting me interrupt your video gaming. Yeah. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this bonus content. You better not cut this off, man. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. This, this is, is... Oh, this is juicy it stuff. It is good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. almost feel like we should do a second secret hashtag here at the end. Yes. Don't you think? Um, yeah. Yeah. What should it be? Um, uh, Platinum Spider-Man. You come up with, what's that? Platinum Spider-Man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Platinum. We'll say Spidey. Yeah. Keep it short. Platinum Hashtag Spidey. Platinum Spidey. Yes. If you're still listening to this extended, yes. extended bonus episode. Absolutely. For real, though, thank you guys so much for, for listening. If you made it yes. this far, I guess it was just a really long drive. We love it. <laughs> right. We love talking about this stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be on here frequently. Yep. Take it home, man. Can't wait. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer, where Mike and I recorded a special little bonus content thing about 15 minutes before this episode uh so you'll get access to a uh, special rss feed on patreon that will get you exclusive content um recorded specifically for patreon minimum uh, uh minimum 
subscription donations donation there you go um, minimum donation of one dollar per month uh gets you that content and uh we love doing it and we love you know doing this podcast and welcome to 2019 and hope you guys enjoyed our seven hour uh year in review episode earlier this week <laughs> so marathon podcasts oh yes um <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time thanks guys happy new year happy new year And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. And then they say, okay, you guys can pick one. And sometimes we pick a classic, and sometimes we would also want a new release that week. And as we got older, sometimes we were also interested in the in the modern films mm-hmm. or the or not the modern films but the 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 more adult films sure. that sounds bad not yeah. adult films i mean i was <laughs> you were kid, interested you were in adult films, films yeah. but not with my parents <laughs> right. i mean not with my parents in them but i mean like watching adult films <laughs> with my i mean like films for the, anyway i'm kidding <laughs> nice <laughs> that, that was like a, a a riff for one person <laughs> but i but i got a ton of enjoyment out of it <laughs> the obsessive viewer podcast is edited and produced by matt hurt and presented by obsessiveviewer.com for a full archive of our episodes go to obsessiveviewer.com slash ov archive you can also like our facebook page and join the ov facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer and follow us on twitter at obsessive viewer and at Obsessive Tiny. And follow our recurring co-hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at R.A. Feckus, and at Burger underscore Lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at tpublic.com, T-E-E-public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at towerjunkiespod.com and at towerjunkiespod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at thesecularperspective.com. 
The theme music for the obsessive viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash as good as it gets band. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty!